When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 157. Yankees have won nine in a row. They're currently going for win number 10. We're recording this in the ninth inning, so you'll get our live reaction once again. We did that before. The people kind of liked it, and we want to go to bed early because it's past our bedtime right now, and we wanted to get you the episode by tomorrow. So we're recording this during the game. Uh, Chapman is currently warming up in the bullpen. It is the top of the ninth. Hopefully he doesn't blow it, but we got a loaded show for you today. And a full house. Had a couple full houses back to back to back. So that's pretty exciting. Murph's here. Chandler's here. I'm here. Damon's here. Don't know where Damon is. Damon just skedaddled out of the apartment. I'm just kidding. I know exactly where he is, but. You're. <laughs> so the Yankees are, Yankees are fucking rolling. They're steamrolling every single team in their path. They're sixth in the power rankings. Luke Void, AO player of the week. We got hot or not for you. A little bit of a sun update in our once a week regularly scheduled program that we're going to do from here on out. And Josh Donaldson is a cuck. How are we doing boys? I was doing okay until I got lectured right before we started. I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> but other than that, I'm doing fantastic. That's not a lecture. That's just being a little more, a little more cautious. I, no, I because every, for those listening, every time we're about to start recording and I play the intro music and everything, Chandler decides to then talk. So, Hey Chandler, if you want to ep- if you want to edit the episodes, then I'll talk right before we'd start the music. <laughs> I you can don't cut want it to out. edit the episodes, but I, I'm all I'm asking is for a little warning, maybe maybe <laughs> like a point or something to tell me to stop. A little countdown. I don't live in the same apartment as you guys. You forget. So Murph's in Canada. So either way, back to the Yankees. So the Yankees are absolutely fucking rolling. They sweep the Twins. They have a two game set against the Braves right now. Braves heading into this game were. On a nine-game win streak, just like we were, which is, fun fact, Damon pulled this stat out. It's the first time in 120 years that two teams have been on a win streak of nine games going against each other. So that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Right now, the Yankees are winning 5-1. You guys, by the time you're listening to this, if you're not watching live on YouTube or on Twitter with us, you already know the outcome. Hopefully the outcome is that the Yankees win. But, um... Either way, Yankees are absolutely fucking rolling, and we're going to talk about primarily everything before this game because we have a lot to talk about there so how are we feeling feel a lot better in like 10 minutes 20 minutes whenever this is closed out but i mean i just i just want like an like an easy like a non-stressful ninth inning is that if that's possible that's not possible don't get i want to win five one i want one five one or maybe six one if we can score one right here but (laughs) well i want them to score one run i'm with it's funny you said that because I feel like every single game this entire year has been one-run games and high-stress, but for the first time, we have had no high-stress games or relatively low high-stress games in the Twins series. So 
Okay, thank God. I mean, yeah, those were all blowouts. So that's, that's what were you doing fun. with your face there, Murphy? I thought you were going to jinx it. I thought you were saying no, this no, was no. Little, I was talking about the yeah. Twins, dude. <laughs> I mean, unless jinxing. the leadoff hitter hit a three-run home run, you think you're in the clear right now? It's still the top of the ninth, isn't it? So J Band CV commented on the YouTube live. I think this is an appropriate thing to talk about before we find out the outcome of this game for the people listening. What is your confidence right here, right now, with Araldis Chapman coming into the ninth inning to close it out with a four-run lead? Yeah, sixty-five percent. I'm going to say eighty with a four-run lead. If it was a one-run lead, that goes down to like ten. Your confidence is sixty-five percent, or you think we have a sixty-five percent chance of winning? No, my confidence level is okay. at sixty-five percent. Well, let's let's put that to the chance of winning, which should be close to hundred right now. It should be that's like ninety-eight percent at least. Confidence? No, no, no. If you were to chance say your ch- your 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 chance of winning. With Aroldis Chapman coming in in the ninth inning right now, is anything less than 85%? That means you have such a lack of trust in Chapman right now. So that's my question to you guys. Yeah, I don't think he's healthy. I think it's 98%. I really don't think he's healthy. That game he came in the other day, he one, he looked like shit. And two, which he always does coming off the aisle. He always has that like midsummer bullshit thing. I feel like it's every single year, but I don't think he's fully healthy. He was throwing like 94, 95 so yeah, let me reverse the question. Let me reverse the question. Since he got taken out, right? By Boone in, in the middle of the ninth. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it last time where he probably should have used a rehab start, but he's never, ever done that in his life pretty much since he's been on the Yankees. But let me reverse the question. So instead of saying the percentage chance of winning, because, I mean, hopefully we didn't just jinx that too. Hopefully, four runs for any closer, especially a closer that's been an all-star. I mean, he was all-star this year, whether or not he deserved it because he blew up a little bit towards the end, and he just kind of did it, got it by default. He deserves well, it. Just out of 10, what would your confidence be in him right now? If, if, if the score was one nothing, Out of 10? We're up one. Uh, no, I'm saying my confidence out of yeah, zero out of 10. 10. Uh, three. Okay. I'd give it about a five. <laughs> <laughs> We went from a one to we went from a hundred percent scale to a one to ten scale. Yeah, well, because sure. it's four runs. Like, oh. Anyway, yeah. In a one I mean, run game, it's you got to believe that one of the best closers that we've seen in our lifetime can. That's that's do so. That's such not that's not the point whatsoever. That's not the point. So, like, it is, but it is. I thought no, that'd be a fun not. way to open I'm up the show, you, but we wanted to talk more about what the Yankees have done in the. I mean, it's just insanity to me. That they just, I mean, obviously, this is an obvious statement. Winning nine games in a row, it's just crazy how fast you can climb up the rankings and and gain ground on other teams because nobody else is going to be doing that. Nobody else is going to be winning nine in a row. The Rays are playing unbelievable baseball. You know, we're probably going to come back down to earth a little bit, but why don't we open the show this with this too? We were going to kind of end the show with this, but if we had to do predictions, because the current over-under for wins is 96 and a half. So, if we were to take over under on that That's not right current. now, that was preseason. Wow, that was preseason. So right now that we're on pace pre-season. for ninety four and a half, right? Yes, as of this morning when I did the math, we were on pace for like ninety four point something. So rounded whatever way you want, it was probably closer to ninety four wins. What's the, uh, the what's preseason was ninety four point five? I think last time I checked, we were like five eighty seven. So what will be the winning percentage for the rest of the season? Like five eighty one, like six eighty five. Yeah, if I we finished like, at a 581 pace, we'd have to win gonna... two out of every three. Yeah, I think the argument is kind of: Are we hot or are we good at this point? Like, are, are you we about to make playing... a hot or not reference, <laughs> Murphy? 
How about you, Not dude? Mr. Segway. <laughs> I wasn't really even trying <laughs> to do that. But, no, I'm just thinking like teams get hot. Teams go on nine. Bad teams can not bad teams, but like decent no. teams can go on nine. Non-playoff teams can go on nine win streaks and then fade out of it. And we have been hot and not the whole year. It feels like mostly not for the beginning of, before the uh, all-star game. And then now it's like, are we playing up finally to the expectations or are we just hot? I okay, but since the Mets series, though, we've lost one series. The entire- Since we July 4th, we've lost one series. And it was right. to the Red Sox right after the All-Star break. And we should have won that three out of four games. So I don't think this is just a spur of the moment. Excuse me, a little heartburn over here. A little spur of the moment hot streak. Like, this is starting to become who we are. I know it sounds like a flip-flopper, and I'm sorry – to anybody who's listened for a while, I sound like a giant douche because I said that we were doomed earlier. And at the time, we were. But this is a totally different team than what we saw at the beginning of the year. When We've lost that, one series, series since Chandler? July 4th. July 4th? That was a series? Well, that was our last. We've lost one series since July 4th, and it was the Red Sox one. Which that we should have we won. We had two implosions. We were 500 I mean, that, then. That's, all, that's almost two months right there. Exactly. And we've that, lost that, one. One. Like, that. that to me is more so good than hot i feel like hot is more of a a, a, a smaller closer period of time you know so a hot streak would be if we won these nine but there wasn't anything to pick it up before it. yeah exactly. so if we're if we're flip-flopping series we're losing shit we weren't supposed to lose stuff like that and then we come in and just shoot off nine in a row okay but this is a hot streak with them being good since that that series in july 6th it's like so oh, i i agree that i think we're both hot and good at the moment yeah, like what, I was just kind of saying think, that for the sake of conversation, but yeah. yeah, what makes me think this is legit is not only we're doing it for a sustained period of time, like Damon said, but we also are getting reinforcements back as we speak. Geo is supposed to come back in the series against Oakland. Uh, Glaber is apparently picking up a bat; he'll be back soon. That stems the question where we're going to get into in a little bit about what happens with the door, Velasquez, Wade situation. But I, I really think this is a matter of us. Coming into our own, be and all of the players that we know are good. Judges has been having a great year, but he's still dominating. Like all these players, Voigt is back and he's just has a vengeance right now, and he's just doing the damn thing. Just Rizzo is on this team, Gallo is on this team now. These guys didn't exist before when that ninety six and a half was created. It's just not only are the players right now that are on the team playing well and doing it for a sustained period of time, but we're also getting people back, and I think that paired with the the success that the starters are having is reason to believe that we won't just fizzle out like a like another team that's on a hot streak like for example the Braves right now are on a nine game win streak I think we're a better team on paper and I think we're more suited we're we're more we're better suited to continue this hot streak than they are I think our team is better than theirs and that's not just Yankee bias and that, I think that is a good way to just wrap up this whole. Well. I mean, I, I, that's why I personally think that we're we're. I this, kind of this like is not, a, it's not a fool's gold prisoner in the moment take that we can go over ninety six and a half wins because that's my. No. I'll, I'll go over. I agree. I have a one A and a one B. One A. I was listening to High Heat earlier with Christopher Mad Dog Russo or whatever, and he was saying that it's inevitable Woo. the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Whatever it was super high on him, so that's positive because he's usually pretty critical. When it's necessary, like he was earlier, I I usually have MLB Network on in the background while I'm working, so I've heard everything he's had to say about them from April on. Some of it wasn't as positive as it was today. So, 
that's pretty exciting, A. And B, I guess this is kind of a good time to bring up how do you – they're right now in Ben Verlander's power rankings, they're six, and then the official MLB ones are seven. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's accurate? Do you think it's high, low, what? Right now we're the second best AL team behind the Rays, according to Ben I mean, Verlander. look at our record right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more accurate than what the official MLB rankings were. Don't we have the, the official best? Has us, the official has us behind the White Sox. I think which is ridiculous. And we have That's a better total record bullshit. Than they do now. And we've also beat them head to head five to one in, in the entire series this year. So I mean, if you just look at our record, let alone power rankings, don't we have the fifth best record in the MLB right now? I believe so. Which, when you look at that and you think about about where we were at forty one and forty one, and now we're what's our what's our record right now? I just had it up. Give me one second. <clears throat> I don't know how Chapman's done. I'm a little behind you guys. 72 and 52. That is absolutely insanity that we were a laughing stock of the entire league and everybody was saying the sky is falling, including us, which it was. And now, we, and now we have the fifth best record in all of baseball above teams. Look at the teams that we're above. Pretty sure we're, we're above the White Sox, which is wild. The Astros don't we have a better record uh, than they the, do. I think the, no, Astros, the Astros have a better have record than we do, and they were also ranked four in the uh, mm-hmm. in the poll. And they at this point, I'm okay with them being above us in the power. But rankings. we're coming right oh, after them, and I, and we're I'm, close I'm, to all of these. It, the craziest thing: what's the, who has the highest records? It's the Giants, Dodgers, Rays, right? Yep. And yeah. we're and we're four. If we win tonight, we'll be four games back of the Rays, who routinely all season had the highest, the best record in the MLB, along with the Giants. That's wild. That is literally whole, wild. And the name of the game right just, now is play one game better than the Rays until you get to October. Because if we, we run into October 1st, if you can play one game better than the Rays until that last series of the weekend, which is October 1st, 2nd, 3rd at home. Yeah, that's wild, by the way. And that would be for everything. Because as long as you're within one game of them, we also have, it's if true. we swept, if we swept that, we'd also have the head to head. Because I think we're seven and nine right now against them on the season. So we have the head to head. And obviously, you time in the league. Or is that, in the is that a three game series, or it's a three, three game, game series. Three game, so the playoffs start. Playoffs start October first. That's what you're saying. Basically, Basically man. Yes. As as of right now, if we keep this up, that series. I I was actually was looking at buying tickets for that because it's at home at so Yankee Stadium, and it's really cheap because the implications that we're talking about right now aren't even there yet. So Chandler, yeah. you might have to make a trip. No, I actually like just got an bucks. email. I have half off birthday tickets for that. <laughs> Okay, so happy birthday to all of us. Let's do that. I mean, just looking at the upcoming schedule for the, I mean, it's crazy that you can look at the schedule and be like, you could see the end of it. That's how crazy, that's how far we are into the season. It's almost over, which is so nuts. So all this playoff talk is, is, is suitable. We should definitely be talking about that right now. And we're through the dog days. We're through the dog days and we can, we're right. The, I mean, we were just talking uh, before we got on the air. We're almost in pumpkin spice season. And around when pumpkin spice, pumpkin beers, pumpkin coffees come around, that's when the playoffs start rearing their head. The air just gets a little bit crisper and the beers get a little bit sweeter. And that's that. I'm just, I'm just so damn excited. So we're, I'm, how sad would we feel on the flip side of the coin if we weren't, if we didn't just go on a nine game win streak? If we were even playing 500 ball, we would probably not have a playoff spot if the season ended today. No, I mean, we're about to have a two and a half game, assuming Chapman can get out of this unscathed. We're going to be two and a half games up in the first wild. You better knock on wood. I I said, hopefully, knocked on it too, or play the hot knot, whatever. That that wasn't um, me. It malfunctioned. um, 
to who if I had told you at the end of July that we would have the lead the, at the number one wild card spot come August twentieth, what would you have told me to go fuck myself? Yeah, literally verbatim. I was about to I mean, say, yeah, go we fuck were like, well, we were we were playing five hundred baseball that time. That's wild. And we were kind of okay. We with were that almost. We were almost like, okay. We're getting better. Yeah. Dude, we were talking about selling. Yeah, yeah. Every everybody was talking about selling. I think Dude, <laughs> you cut it out with the music over there. I don't know. It, I need to send this thing back. <laughs> Figure it out. All right. Well, Yankees, I think Yankees, that's well, good, since the, the music's going, go ahead and get it rolling. Yeah, that's Yankees, what I was about to say. So Yankees won. That's ten in a row. Chapman ended up getting it done. Why don't we talk about hot or not now? Because this seems hot, and there's not a lot of knots. So here we go. Who is doing the hots? Chandler. Okay. First up on the hot list, none other than Luke Voigt, AL Player of the Week, 16 of his last 50 in the last 14 days, 348 batting average, four home runs, 17 RBIs, 1.07 OPS, and a 169. Nice. WRC+. Plus. Absolutely bye. Tyler Wade, last 30 days, big sample size, Murphy, 405 batting average, 181 WRC+, plus, one dot OPS, and seven stolen bags. Ricky Henderson. Um, no. Oh, wow, tough. Wow. Wow, that's, wow, wow. That's so tough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't. All right, no. It's a tough buy. That's fair. you freeze I, over there? I, I'm going back into it. I, I didn't write the name down. I was trying to read the stats and remember who the name was. Going back to it. <laughs> if the sound will play for me. Dude, you it played when you didn't want it to. Bad time over Giancarlo there. Stanton you, you need Dan is the name that I forgot about, but he has been batting in the last week. 333, not including today's game where he went two for three with a double, a home run, and three RBIs. Got subbed out for defensive replacement. But last week, 333 batting average, 201 WRC plus, just a 16% K percentage at a 1.107 OPS. Um, I'd buy that, and also I would like a word on that whenever we get to it. There I'd like is, a word on Wade. Did you want to reference the stat that you were talking about that you dug up? I mean, there's a few stats I want to dig up. One, he's been our most clutch player this year. He's got six go-ahead hits for the Yankees in the sixth inning or later, which leads the team. And then just in general for Stan, are you done with the hots? Yeah. I don't know okay, if you well, want to talk about that one crazy stat that you wanted well, to talk about. Well, it's not even just a stat for Stan. I just want, also, I just want to talk about, I think it's time for us as a fan base to just accept Stanton for who he is. Stop expecting an MVP out of him. He's a good player. He is a pretty damn good player. He's never going to be a superstar again. He's going to get hurt. He's going to strike out. Accept him. Just accept it. It's We got nine more years of him. Stop bitching. We have nine more years. Enjoy it. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's on pace for over 500 home runs. Just enjoy greatness while we have it. And on, I'll piggyback off that because I was actually talking about this with my girlfriend, Alyssa. And, and uh, we were at the game, uh, I think it was Saturday, against the Twins. And we were talking about Stanton. And she was like, I feel like everybody hates Stanton, so I think this is a good time to bring that in. And that's just the general vibe. And and she's also talking in the perspective of listening to us sometimes, too, because we talk about – we don't really shit on him that much, but we reference that you guys shit on him, and everybody in the fan base shits on him. And it's a little bit unfair because – and I was explaining to her, so this is a good way to even talk about it because it's like explaining it to 
somebody who has knows nothing about baseball and why he's actually being treated this way. So I was saying to her, like, it's, it's because he came in as an MVP the year prior and everybody has these unrealistic expectations for Giancarlo Stanton. And what is that? It's the you no, it's the you called it thing on stakes. I didn't need you to stop it. I just want Damon to see his work. What a ridiculous time to put that on the screen. That was the worst timing ever. That was such bad timing, Chandler. I didn't think you were going to stop the whole thing. I was. I thought Damon. Never. What a shitty show this is so far. So what I was talking about was, I I just think to piggyback on what you were saying, it's just he's been unfairly judged based on it's i don't know if it's unfair because he was coming off the mvp year and he hasn't quite been an mvp ever in pinstripes he's had great years when you look back at them a little bit derailed by injuries in the last year and change because the 2020 year doesn't really count it's a year and a half but so i i honestly wouldn't even say it's unfair but i would say the expectations were so high that i think now like you're saying chandler we just have to lower our expectations from MVP caliber Stanton to now accepting him for the t- the guy he is today, which is a fantastic hitter. He's, I mean, when you look at his numbers this year, he's batting 260, probably a little higher after tonight. He's got 20 something home runs. He's got a bunch of RBIs. Like he's having a good year. He's having a good year, and he's been having good years since he's been on the Yankees. He does strike out a ton, and that is eye catching, and that's going to be the same thing with the majority of the league and the majority of this team you just added joey gallows to so get fucking used to it but yeah get used I, we to just need to we just need to lower our expectations for from for stanton from mvp to just what he is now and now well, you want to know you bring, if you bring me? the expectation level to here where he's at right now then you can be disappointed in him if he goes below that or be happy if he goes above that back to mvp because he still has that in the tank he definitely can be that guy but you just can't expect him to be that guy. Well, you want to know what frustrates me is in Miami, it's not even like his career in New York. He's taken this massive dip. In Miami, he slashed 268, 360, 554 over his time there. So, like, yeah, I think people are comparing everything he does to the one MVP season, and they're just pissed off at the lack of home runs. And I think part of it, there's a couple factors that go into it, is one, the lack of home runs, two, his contract, which not his fault. That's if you want to get pissed off at anybody, get pissed off at Brian Cashman in the front office about the contract. And then three, like the injuries and him not playing the field, but and him clogging up the DH spot. But is that his fault either? Because he's even admitted that he feels more comfortable when he's playing in the field. And look at him since. Since he's started playing the field, he's hitting over 300. He's kicking ass. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting doubles. He looks good in the field. It makes it just makes so much sense. I feel like a lot of the things that people are pissed off about him for, yes, the strikeouts are bad. And when he strikes out, he looks worse than anybody in the league. He looks completely fucking lost, and I get that. But a lot of the things that people are pissed off about, like, they're not his fault. So I, I just think, no, I don't think he's the best player in the world. And I just think he's solid, and we just need to start looking at him as another good player. He's not one of our superstars. He's not going to win MVP. He's one of the Yankees' good players that's going to be here for a long time. Accept that and move on. We've got to pay him whether he's good or bad. So at the clip he's playing now, I'm totally fine with the production that he has. You can't pay somebody for nine years and expect them to be an MVP every year. And like you said, the injuries, not his fault. The contract, not his fault. The Marlins paid him that, and the Yankees bought it. Like that's he. 
he got the contract. What are you going to say no to the contract? Also, the Marlins are paying part of it. The Yankees are paying what sixteen million a year for it. You gonna tell me you're not going to pay sixteen million a year for a two sixty two seventy hitter who hits between twenty and thirty home runs and has a WRC right. plus over one twenty? He'll hit over. He'll hit like I don't think he's going to be under twenty home runs if he plays more than one hundred and twenty exactly games, or under thirty. I mean, no but yeah. Like he 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 still hits the home runs. He's not hitting fifty. What what did he hit? His he hit fifty nine, like fifty two, fifty nine. Like he's not going to do that again. Sure, but he's going to be over thirty if he can play. A significant so many he's going to end up his career with five hundred home runs, and that's missing two seasons effectively. There you go. I mean, like I, I feel like with <clears throat> we talk about short leashes a lot, and I feel like he's a guy that has a short leash, leash, but with the fan base, you know, it's like he was the hottest player in baseball for like a month. And then he had what, like a week that he was not doing well. And then everyone started yelling at him again, booing him off the field. Like that's ridiculous. Then it's he comes back outs. here and yeah, yeah, I know it's all strikeouts, but, yeah, but judge strikes out. Nobody gives Gallo shit. Gallo's it's the way that he strikes out. It's the way that he strikes out Stanton. And I will say that. And I'm a John Carlos yeah. Stanton, like, stand through and through but when he strikes out like the one today he obviously backpacked the team he had what do you have three or four rbis three rbis and we were winning three one until like the eighth or ninth so he backpacked the team today but his one strikeout was 45 feet outside and he looked like he tore both acls and maybe an mcl like yeah but i would rather hear him just like hit like he's supposed to hit and hit how he feels confident Rather than trying to minimize strikeouts, because oh, no, the I second totally he tries agree. to minimize strikeouts, he's going to be way worse, way worse. Totally agree. And I really like, think that playing him in the field every day, like I've said it for the entire time he's been here before I even knew you schmucks in New York that he fucking you can't take a guy that's built like a statue and just take him cold and have him swing 150 miles an hour like three times a game and expect him to stay healthy. Like, how do you, that doesn't even make sense. I know I'm not a doctor, but I have a friend that's in med school. So I'm basically a doctor. <laughs> I I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. No, I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. Can we talk about Tyler person, Wade now? I, well, Murphy, hold on real quick. Murphy group, me and him are on the same fucking page. We are right dialed now. Before in. we move to Tyler Wade, I want to ask one thing to Mr. Luke Rella. We were talking about before and that's Stanton being subbed out for defense while we're on the Stanton thing at late in games. Do you think that's going to bite them in the ass? So when it happened today, that's why I brought up that question earlier today because I was interested in your guys' thoughts. So I'll flip the question and I'll ask it <laughs> because okay. it was my question. But um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting. And I, I do think there's potential like today didn't bite them in the ass because they won. But let's say that when, when did he get subbed out? Like the sixth or the seventh? I don't know. My TV was an whenever it was. It was time. around. The, it was Polly around Sports. like the seventh. It was around like the seventh inning or so. If you sub him out in that, in that that's early to sub out for defensive replacement. And I get it. They're trying to be cautious with him, but he's been doing well in the field. And it wasn't a blowout. It was three one. So like you take out that bat that's been hot. Like I said, he just made it onto hot or not. And honestly, another stat that we forgot to read out was since 2015, Stanton has 21 hits of 119 plus miles per hour in that same time span. The rest of the MLB combined has nine. Like this guy can fucking hit and he can do damage alone. He could do it. He's a one man wrecking crew when he's on. We saw that like Damon said at the beginning of the year. So I mean, he just won the game for us today. He won the game for us today. He had three of the five RBIs. So my question to myself, when I saw that, I was like, "Ugh, 
that really could bite us in the ass. And are we going to do that in, in the playoffs? Is that what we're going to do? Because let's say that game, not only it was 3-1, let's say they tied the game up, and you're in extra innings and you don't have him now. Like, not even for the next three innings. You now still don't have him for the remainder. That game could go 20 innings and you don't have Giancarlo Stanton on your team. That's exactly. why I think that shouldn't happen. And then you have Brett Gardner in there. And, like, that's an auto out pretty much, aside from I don't a few think, no, heroics. No, no. But, like, it's just, to me, I don't I don't think we can do that. I don't think we – I think, especially against a team that was on a nine-game win streak in a time where we need to win every single game. Like, if we had a, if we had a nice, cushy lead, maybe. But, like, I don't know. There's got to be something it. that. Oh. Go ahead, Murphy. I, I'm just thinking that there's got to be something that we don't know about Stan. Like, <clears throat> all right, yeah, it happens. But like, obviously, if he wants to, if he feels more comfortable in the outfield, and they just don't play him there, like it's not that simple. There's got to be some reason that they just refuse to put him in the outfield. There's, there's probably some dumbass analytical reason that we don't know, but I just that's gonna bite you in the ass, and this is when it's gonna bite you in the ass. Three one. And you think you have this dominant bullpen, but that's been surprisingly one of our biggest weaknesses the whole year. You take away the bullpen implosions. We're probably in first place right now. We're pretty damn close to it. We at least have a sizable lead in the wild card. You pull that same stunt in game seven of the ALCS against the Rays or against the Astros. And you have Wandy Peralta. And actually, I was telling you before, and I think I'm in love with Wandy Peralta. Now he's the man, but... You bring in Wandy Peralta, gives up a two-run home run to Altuve, and now here you are. You're fucked. You got Brett Gardner coming up in the bottom of the ninth or the tenth or whatever it may be. It's You have your John Carlos Stanton, who's one of the best hitters on the team, just sitting on the bench. And he's a good – not he might not be an all-star defender anymore, but he's good. He's serviceable. It's not like he look. he doesn't look like Miguel Andujar out there. Like it's, it, it makes no sense to me. I get the babying him to not get him hurt, whatever you want to do. But if he feels good, fucking play him. Well, I think we talked about that last episode. Like when it comes down to it, which is now, right? Like now's the time where he needs to play. He needs to be playing pretty much every single big game, which is every game the rest of the season. And if he can't show that he can play, rest of the season then he can't play in the playoffs and that's where we need him like if he there's there's no reason to to rest somebody at this time especially when the playoffs are on the corner and when when we're we're fighting for division yeah we're fighting for division division but when it's actually the playoff time there's no resting you just fucking play and you need to be used to that and while we're on the topic of of playing situational like lineups and stuff like that the void thing is starting to bother me and 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 like what happens let's say we go get into because obviously i know chandler feels the same way too because he tweeted this he was about to throw a temper tantrum when he didn't see his name in the lineup today we're going against the nl team is that going to happen is void just not going to play and it, let's say the world ends up going swimmingly and we make it to the world series he's just not going to be in any of those lineups because of the oh, fact that I mean, where does he play though? Exactly. He play? You can't bench Rizzo. I know. It's him or Rizzo. I know. And Rizzo's but, obviously going to get the nod because of the defense, and like that's just the way it's going to shake out. And you're, you're seeing it. You're seeing it. The answer right now. The answer is already set in stone because Voit is literally hitting 500 right now in the last however many games. He literally is lighting the league on fire, and he still got benched in the first. NL matchup when Rizzo isn't playing too well. Rizzo almost made the not list. Spoiler alert, he didn't because whatever. 
But, like, he isn't playing well, Voight is, and Verzo still got the nod at first. There's your answer. That's how they're going to handle it. So, in the World Series, that's what's going to happen. And I, I don't know if I love it, but there's no real way you can get out of it. So Yeah, well, but, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, you, one, we got to get, the, get there, right? It's like, take it one step at a time. If, if we're, like, our journey there, he should be the everyday DH, and there's no question about that. Like, if he's not the everyday DH, then there, then that, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that. What gives him the nod in the playoffs is the defense. Like, the scoop, it's the yeah. little things. Like, the scoop with the Velasquez play to close out the doubleheader against Boston. It looks routine when you have a guy like Rizzo playing first. But, if like, if you put Jay Bruce at first on that, he might implode on the field. Like, actually implode. <laughs> not implode, like, mentally. Like, he might disintegrate at first base. I'm talking about Jay That's Bruce a, like that. That's a hard play to make, and Rizzo makes it because Rizzo's a platinum glove first place baseman. That's where you get the nod. It's the platinum glove defense. It's the at-bats he puts up. Rizzo's not going up there and seeing one pitch and popping up, and I know Luke isn't right now either. I'm just saying, historically speaking, across both of their careers, if you have Rizzo up there, especially in a playoff series, that's a short series and you need to tax the bullpen, you've got him up there seeing six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes more pitches, that's where you get your void out of Rizzo, even or your void, your value out of Rizzo, even if he's not producing necessarily stat wise, he's doing all the little things that prove his value every day. I totally believe that Voigt should be in the lineup, but I, I'm not going to be upset if it's an NL matchup and Voigt's on the bench. So, Lastly, on this conversation, while we round out the hots and get into the knots, so the Wade conversation. So Wade has been playing unbelievable, and I posed the question to you guys before we got on the air, because Wade, in the last 30 days, that is a large sample size. He, right now, what's his batting average right now? Chandler, can you look that up while I continue? Like, he has 405 batting year. average. Yeah, 405 batting average the last 30 days. That's literally unbelievable. In the last month, he's getting a hit almost every other time. 181 WRC plus, 1 dot OPS, and he's stealing bases and playing good defense. 278 on the year. 278 on the year. That's probably like third on the team. So ridiculous. Unbelievable. Is it sustainable? Who knows? And who are we to judge? Probably not, but like to a degree, he could he could be breaking out. It gets that's definitely a possibility. He's young. We've been talking about it. That's why we started the Tyler Wade fan club to begin with, because if he were to figure out how to hit which we called him out for, and he's currently proving us wrong. He has an open invite to tell us how fucking stupid we are, like Chandler DM'd him. Still no response from you, Tyler. If you're seeing this, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> but it's just... It's it's going to be hard to say that he doesn't make this team, but then you got a guy like Velasquez, who's, who's like the hometown guy. He's got the story. When you look at the numbers and you really look at them compared to Wade... Velasquez does not really have that. He's been 242 in the last like two weeks or so, even during this crazy stretch. He does have the big moments, and you love the story, and I love the story. But if you're going to ask the question, Wade or Velasquez, I feel like you've got to take Wade, who's been up here for a while doing it. He's been in the MLB. He's he's, he's done it for a little more, a little longer of a time, and he's, and he's just playing out of his fucking mind. He does have the versatility also. A little bit more because he can play the outfield. You can give the nod to Velasquez. He's a switch hitter. But, like, right now no. it's hard to say no to Wade. And and just to, to pose this question to you guys, because I know Murphy has a comment. It's probably going to come down to 
of the three, Wade Odor and Velasquez, two of those three are going to make the team on the on the four man bench because you got to imagine they're going to keep Guardy and they're going to keep Higgy. So there's two spots available to make this team. There's three guys, all versatile. I think if I had to pick, I think right now Velasquez just doesn't make the team. I mean, I think that's a no-brainer. And real quick, before Murphy goes with Tyler Wade, Tyler Wade's going to make this playoff roster. It doesn't matter. No yes. matter what happens, he could go oh for the rest of the season. Tyler Wade's going to make the playoff roster. I was looking at a – I saw a clip on Twitter well, today. Uh, no, hold on. I saw a clip on Twitter today. Well, then, then why aren't you buying him? Because I don't think he's a good player for, uh, like, the long term. I think <laughs> – He's exact. He's a he's a bench player. That's what he is. He's going to be a he's career a bench. hell of a bench player. He's We're a career bench, a bench player. player. We're talking he's about a who's career be the bench player. player. No, I. That's what talk. I'm saying. He's a career bench player. He's never going to start. That's what like I'm buying that he's a good bench player. If that's what you're asking, I'm not buying that he's going to be an everyday producer at shortstop or third or left or wherever the fuck you put him. He's going to make the playoff roster. I was watching a clip from 2017. He was on that playoff roster without even his flow that he's got right now. Like he was Looks there beating great. the fence on judges home run. He's going to make the playoff roster or 2018, excuse me. But no, no, I don't buy his an everyday 278 hitter. It's not like he's just hitting doubles and stuff. Half of his hits are little ground ball singles through the shift, which there's something to be said about that. Yeah. But people figure that out. Like you're not, he's not consistently just hitting line drives, smoke doubles and stuff like that. He's getting lucky. And he's getting lucky because he's finally playing and he's getting I, a chance I wouldn't, to get a shot. I don't know if it's lucky. If there's dude, ever a player that know. deserves to get lucky, it's Tyler Wade. But here's the As thing. The I, don't founder, think, I don't think it's luck, though. Like, he's, like, slapping the ball the other way. That's not luck. That's situational hitting and knowing where you are and knowing where the, the players are fielding you and you're slapping the ball where they're not. That's yeah, I agree good. with Damon. It's, it's, like, it's not like he's Thank hitting. You, it's not like he. It's not like he has like 15 home runs. That would be lucky. Like that. And, and and he's he, fast. He's, he's playing. He's playing his game. You can't be mad. So at that, that was the other thing I wanted. I'm to not mention. mad at him. I'm just As the founder, CEO, and president of the Tyler Wade Fan Club, <laughs> I have never, ever wanted a player to be good more than I wanted to see Tyler Wade be good. And now that he finally is, I'm very excited about it. And he's good in the exact way that I was anticipating and hoping for. Like he's slapping those little base hits, getting him through the middle, whatever, stealing bags, playing good defense. Like he's, it's not like he's getting lucky and, like you said, hitting home runs, playing outside of his element. Like he's just finally doing well in the way that we expected him to. Great. He's still a bench player. I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that he should be starting. You don't think he's going to be very, very, very serviceable. Here's his expected batting average. According to baseball. Don't give me that. Don't give me that right now. You know, well, no, you want to talk about whether he's being lucky or not. His expecting batting average is 192. Over how long? Over the season. That's, that's stupid. That's a stupid stat because they're probably, they're probably like, it's stupid because it doesn't support our argument. Exactly. It, you, we use no, that for other players. Why. No, here's why. Because his his hits are probably ground balls, and they, they then assume that as outs, but no. the ground balls are actually just no, perfectly If this was Aaron, like if this was Aaron Judge and it said that, we're like, and it was the same thing, or if it was his expected batting average was like 400, like, man, he's getting so unlucky. He's hitting the ball so hard. 
Like he's his expected batting average is one ninety two. It's because his average exit velo is like eighty miles an hour. I guess there's one yeah, way to whatever. find out. It doesn't matter. P- players hit the ball differently. His, like, ex- his that average that exit velo Aaron is Hicks literally la- eighty Aaron miles last an hour. year. His expected batting average was like three hundred, and he was hitting like two twenty. And we were all like, "This guy sucks." Like expected batting average doesn't matter. Batting average matters. I guess there's one way to find out for the short term. Let's yeah. see if, let's see if we'll see. I mean let let's let the game show if he can continue to do it. That'd be great. This is a good He's segue. He's going to do it at a clip where he can be a serviceable bench player. Well, that's all to round out be. this conversation, we have to talk about the third guy because he comes up in a not so coveted portion of this show, where Ruvnet Odor, over the last thirty days, twenty for He's his last not. Murph. The last 20, he's 20 for his last 104 in the last 30 days with a 288 OBP, 317 slug, 605 OPS, and a 73 OPS plus. And He'll be fine. Only, that's the only one. So that that begs the question now. Now that you know he's been struggling, he does have those flashes where he does hit, he, he does hit the big home runs, and that happens. Sometimes he occasionally calls timeout before he does it. That just happened. That was, I was at that game, and I didn't hear the people, the announcers and shit. So I was like, what actually just happened? Because I didn't see it. They were like, because you guys probably found out right in the moment. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, obviously. Like, oh, Rugi called timeout, and then he swung, and he's like, oh, why did I? It's so funny how he was shocked that he got <laughs> called back. He very clearly called timeout, and then he just took it deep, and he was, like, pissed off. Like, fuck, I didn't call timeout. Like, he called timeout big time. He definitely called timeout. But it was just funny. And I actually, while I was standing there, I, I pulled out my headphones and I threw on John and Susan at the game, which was a good time. And I kept them in for the rest of the game. And I might do that going forward. Careful, it, Bartman. It was just nice. I'm not going to reach over. You're and like grab my seven-year-old grandparents that bring their old headphones. No, I'm going to do the NASCAR. book while I'm there too. I was just about the to say st- that. You're probably doing the book too. I'm going to do the, the book. Man's better than Wade, and then Wade's better than Velasquez. I feel like we've established this. Yeah, I think I just wanted to put his no his his performance to a number and bring that up because he hasn't been new too well. I wanted to see if that moved your needle in another direction. It doesn't matter what he does. Yeah. He's just such a big team. Like he is magical on the mat. He's a better pitching coach than Matt Blake. Like all you need, if your guys walk two people straight, have Rugi go up to the mound and he's gonna fucking throw an immaculate next nine pitches. And I think- the one last thing that answers this question for us before you go, Damon, and this is something that this podcast tends to uh, not talk about because it scares us all and we don't understand it is the the manipulation of service time and the amount of options and all those things velasquez has options so that's why there he's he's going to be the odd man out there rugi doesn't if you send him down he's he's could be picked up by another team i'm pretty sure i don't really know the rule but i think that's it <laughs> and i think the same goes with wade i think he has a minimal amount of options no velasquez that actually has, is true with wade, if wade gets, has, that's why he stayed yeah. up through his horrible stretches he's if been he got sent sent down, up and down so many times so now he he would get cooked and cut if he were to get well sent said. down velasquez has tons of options because he's just got called up so yeah. Speaking of cucks, fuck Josh Donaldson. <laughs> I yeah. mean, is there anybody that's as dumb as this guy? I mean, he sat there and tried to be the fucking sticky police against Garrett Cole. He's 0 for 12 with 7Ks in his career against him, 0 for 6 with 4 sets. And I think it's just it's just beautiful to watch, which I guess this kind of ties into the twin series as a whole, which was just an absolute ravaging as well. But if – it's so it's so funny to me. Why would you want to piss off Garrett Cole? 
Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, he deserves everything that he deserves every every like bad thing that's said about him because he just called out the best pitcher in the league and. Yeah, that's just Ooh. a bad idea. It would have been one of those take, moments. It would have been one of those moments where, like, he's if, playing American League. Had American he had he had had good, had good numbers against Cole, he would have been like, "Oh my God, look at how cool this guy he's, is." Uh, I think he's like oh, I think he's like went horribly six wrong with for three Ks since that since, since he's at he's that. Oh, for six with four Ks. Yeah, thanks, Echo. Yeah, Chandler just said that. <laughs> you Echo. Yeah, I know. I'm just reinforcing it. I wouldn't say it's an Echo. So yeah, we just finished hot or not. And it's time to get to the last and final segment that everybody has been waiting for. The Sun. Spoiler alert, I don't think there'll be much movement considering this current Sun population is... We should get a sound queued up for the Sun. Wait, the office. Be around. The office when Gabe says, like, shut up about the Sun. Like <laughs> you know what go. I'm talking about? There it Him is. and Andy, they go, go back and forth. Go find us that sound, and we'll do it for the next episode. I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll so find the current it. Sun population is Nick Nelson, Brooks Kriske, Zach Britton, Andrew Heaney, and Jonathan Davis. I mean, you know the funny, you know the funny thing is? None Zach of them are Britton might, the sun. Zach Britton might die there because he just got <laughs> injured. He might be buried on the sun. He might be buried, buried on the sun. I'm down. I'll pa- I'll pass the motion to bury I mean, him. What? On the sun. He I mean, no, Jay days? Bruce is already buried on the sun, right? Yeah. Hey, he has a fucking tombstone right next to Jay Bruce. Yeah, the Sunmeister. <laughs> He's haunting the sun right now, Jay Bruce. Dude, oh, speaking of the sun, Mike Ford got picked up by the Nationals. Hats off to him for finding a job. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he'll. No, no. Remember when Rella said he was going to take Voight's job? <laughs> <laughs> I've had some freezing cold takes. I'll say it. But that, yeah. that comes, and we've all we all have. And Max, that, that comes with here. making cakes. So you gotta, <laughs> you gotta be polarizing, man. And I, I have had said. I mean, I've had some great takes, and I'll be the first to say I've had some bad takes. I've I called my own out that Clint Frazier will be a top three left fielder by the end of the year. Look at him now. That that's gonna be a new segment. I forgot to mention that on the show. A new segment going forward is going to be freezing cold takes of our own takes, and we need to start writing yeah, down some more takes. And I'll start us off. So I we've say, got like a filing cabinet full sorry. of your cold takes. I'm still just laughing at the fact they called you Max Kellerman. That is such an insult. <laughs> so yeah, great, great timing. Great timing. <laughs> well, to be fair, before the season started, I wasn't like booed off the stage by saying that Clint Frazier would be a top three left fielder for at the end of the year that's just kind of the consensus everybody was like i very, supported the hell out of very that. everyone was very high on clint we were all had high expectations for him and he just like absolutely pooped the bed and he might not play baseball ever again so i can't see yeah so <laughs> yeah that I, I won't even take fault for that because like his mental no. like, his, his his medical reasons medical like medical reasons is why he, he isn't doing that so I mean, I'm really pre- I'm pretty sure there's a lot of reasons. Like a cop out. Like even if he's healthy, come on, he's not a top three. It could have been. You never know. I did say. Know. I think that's and my Bo- that's and my Boy worst. Could have lost his job to Ford. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's my worst take. Actually, on on I'll, I'll wear that one. That one's going on my tombstone. I said that Mike Ford would take Luke Voigt's job by the end of 2020 season. You also said that and that would take Rochelle's job too. That happened. That I one wasn't as cold too. at the time. That I was not as cold too. at the time. I also said like that, that one's not Andohar was the Dogecoin of MLB, which I guess kind of makes sense. He kind of he got really hot, and what now he's kind of cooled down. Uh, he he's actually got transferred day. to the sixty day today. So nice, another Poor loss guy. here for Miggy Andohar. Poor guy. 
All right. Whatever. I think that'll do it. I took a melatonin at the 30 minute mark on this podcast, so I'm starting to get a little loopy. <laughs> I have to go to bed. Is that what happened when you is that what happened when you took Ford over Void? That too? was when I made the freezing cold take. So I was 20 minutes deep into a melatonin about a fall asleep. Group freezing cold take is when you three told me I was stupid for Luizaga being groomed to be the next. All right, we already talked about, about that. that. Yeah, you want uh, well, that was also an episode, episode for the Chandler. rest of my life. There was a pre-Chandler episode where me and Damon were talking about Luizaga being the fifth starter on his roll call. We did say like that two years ago. So you weren't the first person to be high on Luizaga. You didn't know me then. I could have been there before you. <laughs> you didn't even know what I was saying. Yeah, I was haunting your dreams with Luizaga. Me and right. I gotta go to bed. So that will do it for this episode. Um, if you like us, we like you. Give us a five, give us a five star rating review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. We actually have been getting a bunch, and we that was really nice to see. Some of them were written, and we like I said every time, put a big smile on our face. I think we have two forty three. That's not quite the mark for me to eat a baseball. I'll run it back. I'll keep running it back. If you guys get us to two sixty five by the next episode on Friday, I will literally eat and swallow a baseball. I don't think you understand what that means. It's I don't think I understand right what that means. I don't. I'm Can I also shout out one of the reviews. The guy's name was Fum Duck, and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what was the review? All right. Uh, that'll do like, it. Do you want me to read the review? Or you just read the review. It? Read the review. Give him a shout out. Really like listening to y'all. You guys know your baseball. Hearing one good perspective is cool, but it's good to have four. P.S. and Aaron Boone to the sun. Boone to the sun. All right. It's a good conversation. Oh, we just got another one, too. I just didn't even see this one. By far my favorite Yankees and baseball podcast. The topics are always hot and interesting. Keep it up, y'all. Thumbs up emoji. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, so we love those. If you leave us a written review, we will read that on the show as well. Leave your name on there because some of them are obviously names like Chandler just read aloud. But if you put your real name, we'll shout you out. We'll shout your weird name, too, if you want to. So, as what always. What was his real name? Love you guys. If it is your real name, that's cool too. If you want to see us in video form live, subscribe to the Bronx Pinstripes YouTube page. We're always having fun over there. And as always, go Yanks. Imagine we just imagine we just win twenty in a row. That would be so damn cool. Halfway there. Halfway there. That's good math, Dan. All the guys at the hundred and sixty first street, I just have two words for you. See ya.
whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.